Hello everybody and welcome back. A few months ago I was making some comments in the Discord about how we had some crazy stuff coming up and I can't wait to see what else is going to happen because we're right in the middle of the beginning of that crazy shit happening. At the end of this episode in the outtakes there is a little bit of extra stuff where I talked with Boz about things for the character so after the normal outtakes if you don't want to hear that don't uh, don't check it out. There's a little notation before that that's like, hey, you know, some character stuff coming up here, and I can't wait to see what happens next. You just found out that Michael murdered Howard. Mm-hmm. And I believe Chuck left in a Johnny cab, and you were hanging around to talk to him? Or is this a come-back-another-night thing? No, she was heading inside. She's looking for some kind of consolation at this point. Advice, consolation. I don't think she really knows what she wants. She just She's near Scrapper. She's gone to him for advice and wisdom before, so she's going to do it again. You're going to come in. He's going to have a glass, like a troll-sized shot glass. Me two of them sitting on the table. There will be a bottle of some meh whiskey and two cans of Herog sitting there. Mm-hmm. And when he hears you come in... He'll be coming out from the back, and he'll have a small box in his hand. Most boxes look small in his hand, but this is maybe like six inches by like four inches. Boz is still wearing her suit from the meet earlier. Aside from the fact that the cuffs of her pants are pretty muddy from chomping around in the scrapyard, she's still looking pretty nicely put together. She does look, like, obviously more than a little distraught. There's a volatile mix of emotions happening in her face. She looks at Scrapper for, like, a second and then just, like, looks away and, like, heads to the table, grabs a chair and sort of, like, like a hard grip, like she's going to, like, yank it out violently. Moment of just fury. But she sighs and she just sort of pulls it out normally and falls into the chair, slumps on into an elbow, doesn't say anything right away. He'll just stand there while you kind of get this burst of emotion. He'll take his little box and he'll put it up on top of some high shelf. He'll sit down, pour himself a drink, and then look towards you to see if you also want a drink. Oh, yeah. She sort of gestures just to, like, pass it over. Yep, and he will put the bottle down and push it towards you. And Boz grabs the glass and pours herself a sloppy glass of whiskey and puts the bottle back down. She doesn't actually take a drink right away. She just holds it in her hands and sort of looks at it. She says, though I guess he had some inkling of what was going down out there. I had a feeling it would not go well. Yeah. I, uh, I gotta say, I'm, I'm not sure what to think right now. I just, uh, I need, I need to be somewhere and it was either here or a rooftop with a bottle of my own whiskey and who knows what happens after that. He'll drink. And Boz takes a drink. She seems to calm a little bit as she tastes the alcohol. This is sort of her usual self-medication. It just, like, has that effect. She just calms a little bit. And she says, I don't know if it really bothers me that Michael killed this guy so much as the fact that he didn't seem to care whether we wanted him to or not and what kind of problems it would bring. I killed the guy. I did it because, because my friend was in danger. What was I going to do? 
Michael just hunted this guy down and put him down like a dog. Thing is, I don't even think this guy was a danger to us anymore. He he kind of wanted to get on with his life, and I get that that need for revenge, but you know, there's a there's a there's a limit, right? I know you've done some some bad shit. You told us about it, and I always kind of got the impression that you regretted that. And uh, I don't know how did how did you deal with this stuff? Which part? Well, I don't know. You. My impression is that you've killed more than a few people in your time. And, I mean, does it haunt you? Is it is it something that bothers you? Because i got to say, even though I was saving my friend's life in my mind, it just about broke me afterwards. In the moment? No. And after the moment? In recent years, a little bit. So it caught up with you. I guess I can hope that maybe Michael will have a similar experience, I guess. But in the moment, now, I don't know. It's, maybe this is just not not the line of work for me, if it's sitting this hard on me. She goes on, she says, I guess I've kind of put myself in an awkward position because I... You know, I'm I'm supposed to be the one with the gun in this group, the one who's supposed to do what needs to be done. And I always felt like I had these pups underneath my wing and I needed to take care of them and I would shoulder the burden of what came. That's always been on my mind that at some point I'd need to do something to bring their hoops out of the fire and I would live with that regret so I didn't have to. But now we're in a situation where... <laughs> I'm not the one who needs to feel regret. And I'm watching someone who's who's done this thing, and apparently they don't need me to do that job for them anymore. So what am I doing? Maybe this is what you're doing. Maybe they need somebody to question their actions. Maybe. Maybe. Never been real good with, with words, usually. My, uh... My go-to response is to just glare and walk away. That's uh, it's been my life story, but maybe you're right. Maybe maybe they need someone to protect them from themselves a little bit. From what I heard with you and Michael, you weren't bad with words. I mean, I I guess I'd do what I have to, but. I don't know. He he seemed to know exactly what was going through his head, and there's no way I was talking him out of it. I don't know. Maybe I can... I guess I can try and talk to him again, but I don't know what good can come of it. Can I ask you something? If you were... If you had been in Michael's place, and I, I guess I don't, I don't know if you know the whole story, but this guy that he killed uh, put Michael in a situation where he almost died. And he actually did a lot of harm to the rest of us. In fact, the whole reason that we're out here doing what we're doing is down to this guy. So every one of us has a reason to to hate him. But we ended up meeting him, and we worked together. I don't know if I go so far as to say that he saved my life on on the most recent run that we did, but it came pretty close to that. I was pinned down, and he took out the gun that was, you know, 
it could end in poorly, as I guess is what I'm saying. Now, if you'd gone through all this, would you still want to kill this guy? He'll finish his cup and then slowly pour out another one. Depends upon when. So there was a time when you would have said yes. There's a time I would have done a lot of things. Boz nods and takes another drink. And she says, you know, maybe I'm just not giving Michael enough room to grow, but I worry that he's going to get himself into more trouble than he realizes. And that he may not deal with it as well as he thinks he is now. But, I mean, you came out okay. At least seems that way. Did he deny it? Deny what? Killing the guy? He'll nod. Not as such. He did, he didn't tell us. And he let us go on a merry hunt trying to find out who did kill him. He was with us the whole time, just waiting, waiting for us to find something. So I don't think he was planning on telling us, but he knew once I knew. He didn't try to pretend otherwise. It's not really his style. That's one of the things that really bothers me about this is that he, I mean, I don't doubt that it, he was trying to do right by the group, but he knew that we didn't want him to, or at least enough of us didn't want him to, that if he told us it would have been a problem. But he did it anyway. I don't know, it, it seems selfish, I guess. Like he doesn't trust us. And what did you do when you met this man? I socked him. Right in the jaw. It's like anyone would. But there's a scale to this, right? You know, you, you punch someone, you get out of your system. You get some kind of justice out of the situation. Whatever feels right, I guess. But, I mean, punching someone's not murdering them. It's not. But this is a very different line of work you find yourself in. And like I said, maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm just here because I have to be. You know, I've been... <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I've been drinking myself ridiculous most nights since this whole thing kicked off. More than I ever used to. I'm, I mean, I've never been particularly sober, but gotta say things have gotten worse. He'll finish his drink, put a cap on the bottle, take it off of the table, and put it on the floor next to him. Buzz finishes her drink. She doesn't seem to, like, notice or care about the bottle being removed. She just looks at her empty glass, and she says, You know, I... When this whole thing started off, people wanted to stay in town and, and figure stuff out. And I... I got a friend. I haven't talked to him in a while, but... He used to fly me up north and bring me supplies when I was working in the Arctic. And, uh... I really wanted to just get everyone on that plane with his and and go somewhere else other than here where we'd be out of the way and just try to make a life. But people wanted to stay, and this is how things have kind of worked out. And every step along the way, I've just been trying to, like, keep them as much out of trouble as I could, whatever that took. Because I've grown to really care about these people, but I don't know. I'm really... I'm thinking about that plane a lot right now. I feel like I, uh, am I really living a better life here than if I were to just head back to Detroit? At least be near my family. Or maybe just 
just do what I was doing before, take a plane up north and just disappear. And I knew some of the indigenous peoples up there. I could live amongst them for a while, maybe, if they'd have me. I don't know. Just this place, it, it's, it feels like it's, it's changing me and changing everyone I know. Everything we do in life changes us. For better or worse. Change is just change. It doesn't have any motives. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on that. Sometimes people go down bad paths. And sometimes they turn those paths around. That's true. But you can't always see where that's going to happen or whether it will. Sometimes sometimes you got to make a choice. You can't just live passively, right? I don't imagine you've gone through life just letting things happen rather than taking control of things. Holding a little bit back in his chair. Can I ask you something else, something different? He'll nod. Some stuff's been going on with Morgana. And uh, this is going to sound crazy and maybe a little presumptuous, but uh, is Morgana Drake, or does she know someone who is intimately? He will look as if he had an idea where this might be going, and then you asked what you asked, and it was not even close to where he was expecting this to head. Not to my knowledge. Although, I can guess that she kept in contact with a Rubia. And you can't get much more like a drake than a dragon. I guess that makes some sense. She just seemed to know a lot. Magicians are weird folk. When they get on in power and time and experience, they learn things. This was pretty specific stuff. They travel to other planes of existence. Hmm. Or can. Two successes on judging him. You'll get the impression that his surprise and unpreparedness for the Drake question is pretty genuine. And you don't get any kind of feeling from him that he's trying to mislead you or hide anything about that situation from you. Okay. I kind of figured, but you never know. She sort of takes this line of thought and she seems like she's kind of turning it over and she just sort of nods and she says, yeah, I, I guess that's, I guess that's reasonable. These drakes are pretty rare. There are a number of different magical flavors. So many different spirits and thoughts and intentions. And well, I'm sorry, this isn't my forte, but there's a lot that magically active people can get into that'll just make poor little mechanics like me just go cross-eyed. Buzz chuckles at that. She shrugs. She seems ready to like just sort of let that line of thought go. Like it seemed like a, a far-fetched idea to begin with. She just figures, well, maybe maybe she had an encounter with one at some point and learned some things, and that was that. There are drakes out there that run the shadows. Seder Krupp 
has an entire team of just drakes that work for Lofweir himself. They're around, but either nobody's sharing the information or nobody's talking about sharing the information. Unless you've got some kind of in. Yeah, I, I gotcha. It was kind of a long shot. I just figured if anyone knew anything, it'd be you. So, worth asking. You could look into the Draco Foundation. I don't know what I would do with that information, even if I had it. Sometimes it's better to let a sleeping dog lie. It seems like uh, potentially bad outcomes from sticking my nose too far into that kind of stuff. Never deal with a dragon. Buzz lifts her glass like she's going to like a little mock toast to that, but realizes it's empty and just sets it back down. Look, um, thanks for talking. I I don't know what I'm going to do exactly yet, but uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with my, with my friends and, and everything we're up to. And you got this whole Michael situation. You got some other personal stuff happening with some other people and, and of course, the team wants to take on a run now of all times. Sometimes I think Morgana's just fragging with us. But I feel like it's a bad idea, but uh, I, I got to stick it out. You know, I got to. What would she have to gain by fragging with you? I would ask that about a number of the things she's done to frag with us in the past. She seems to enjoy toying with us, and I'm guessing it's because, I don't know, maybe Mary Sue just got her attention in the wrong way. But it was Margana who put this guy in front of us that Michael killed. She did it on purpose, she knew. So there's something that's going to happen, and she wanted to find out what happened. Did she do it, or did somebody ask? I don't know. I... I guess I don't know. I remember all of you drinking to his demise at the barbecue. Buzz sort of gives Scrapper a flat look, and she says, there are things people say and do when they're drinking. You don't have to necessarily take it as a pact. While that may be true, if someone asked her to find this man... Maybe arranging a job was the only way to draw him out and get him in your hands. Maybe it was just the easiest way. Maybe it was the only way. Maybe she did want to see what you were going to do. I can't answer those questions. Buzz actually looks a little surprised and sort of blinks and then narrows her eyes and she she sort of like stares at the table for a second. She says, actually, yeah, that would... That would make some sense. I mean, if Michael really wanted this guy dead, it wouldn't surprise me if he asked her to make this happen. Oh, God. That would be... That would just make things even worse. Or it could have been Richard. Or it could have been Mary Sue. Maybe it was Valerie. Valerie? Valerie's been gone for a while. She's still around. And he'll raise a hand to stop you before you start to ask. I don't know any more than you do. 
Oz looks at him and she just sort of nods, but sort of like kind of eyeing him a little bit. I guess, I mean, I, it doesn't matter at this point. Although if I find out that Michael arranged all of this from the start, it would just make me feel even more betrayed by him. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe it's better to not know. I don't know. I don't know. It's not important right now. Uh, thanks for putting that in my head though. Now it's gonna, it's gonna be hard to stop thinking about that. So don't. If it were that easy, I wouldn't be so into this drink. He'll lean forward onto the table, resting his elbows on it and kind of crossing his arms. What have you been doing besides drinking? Buzz sort of thinks about that like she needs to, and she says, I just mostly keep to myself and not much. Top wood. A hunt here and there if I can get get out far enough that it's worthwhile. And sometimes I come see you. Maybe that's your problem. Maybe. I'm willing to bet in the past few months you have made more Nuyen than you have ever had at a single time. That's true, but I don't know. I'm always waiting for that moment where I'm going to suddenly need a lot of Nuyen. And I know that's not always rational, but I mean, here we are in a situation where I'm thinking maybe picking up and moving wouldn't be such a bad idea and having this maybe under me is not, not a bad thing, but I, I, I see what you're getting at. I could probably, probably help myself if I actually got out of my head a little bit and spent some of it. He'll lift one arm and motion around his place, specifically back towards the junkyard. I have my hobbies. Mary Sue has her gang. Morgana has her restaurant. Your teacher has his little square of the barons that he takes care of. Yeah. Um, I guess I've always kind of erred on being alone. So that sort of has come naturally to me, but uh hasn't really done me any favors in the past, so I don't know why I'm expecting it to now. So maybe you're right. Maybe there's some sense in that. I'll give it some thought. Maybe now's not the right time to be having this line of thinking, because uh, it sounds a lot like settling down, and that's not on my mind right now, but... doesn't need to settle down. But maybe you should do something that you enjoy for the sake of enjoying it. Buzz looks at Scraver and kind of, like, grins. And she says, Ah, uh, maybe, but... I'm, I don't know. I... I'm getting too old for some of this stuff. Maybe, I don't know. She's like kind of fidgeting in the way that she's sort of like thinking about going in the way that she normally would just decide to leave when she kind of like is done. It's like, I'm ready to be by myself sort of situation. And she says, I'm thinking that maybe I'll go find myself a coffin hotel or something. I, no. Go find yourself a nicer hotel. Someplace with room service. Yeah, maybe. Never really been my style, but... That Nguyen will do you no good if you worry yourself to death. I guess that's true. She stands up. 
And she walks over beside Scrapper and sort of like leans down and grabs the bottle off the floor. Pours herself another. She doesn't fill the glass like it was before. She just fills the bottom of it and immediately swallows it down, puts the bottle back down in front of him, and she says, all right, thanks for, uh, thanks for staying up with me. I, uh, I appreciate it. He'll nod. He'll stand up, start putting the bottles away. Glasses in the sink, that kind of thing. Think about what you want with your life. I haven't been doing much else, I'm going to be honest with you. But I'll think about what you said, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I think she just sort of puts her hands in her pockets and heads for the door. He'll walk you to the door and then stand there in the door for a moment, wait for you to get on your bike and give you a nod. She waves. She's heading off in her suit on her glorified dirt bike. And then we'll close out on that door closing and the light being cut off. Was he wearing anything goofy? Because this was late at night, right? He was just kind of hanging out. Yeah, I think it was like 11 o'clock or something. Maybe a little okay. later than that. He doesn't strike me as the type to answer the door in a bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. Not at the moment, no. Uh, he doesn't strike me as the bathrobe type, actually. It'd be a very big bathrobe. <laughs> it's just like a... A tent. <laughs> just like a 4%. I have a tarp. And I just wear that. <laughs> and when he hears you come in, he will come out from presumably his bedroom just kind of getting changed uh no let's not be sexy um, <laughs> not the line of work for me if it's sitting this hard on me uh fuck but trying to think where he's going with this i mean i can continue if you just want some more to work with yeah you can yeah keep going because i think he's just sitting here to listen and let you vent on somebody that is not going to judge mm-hmm um, they travel to other planes of existence. Hmm. Or can. Can I roll Judge Intentions? You can roll whatever you like. I actually kind of believe him. I, I don't think, like, personally, I don't think he knows. Um, but you never know. Hey, guys, after we finished recording, Boss and I had continued to sit down and talk about some out-of-character stuff and thoughts and that kind of thing. So if you don't want to hear about any of that more out-of-character, mechanical, story-thought-idea stuff. Uh, stop listening to the outtakes now. Some good stuff in there. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting stuff in there, because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I haven't made up my mind either about how Boz wants to handle it. Um, you certainly give me given me some rope to, like, hang off of. Hang yourself with? No. <laughs> that, too. Uh, but no, like, I, I think... Do you... Do you want me to cut this part off, or do you want me to leave it in there for all the people in the future that might listen to this? Like, oh. in the, the raw version. 
Uh, yeah, it's up to you. It doesn't matter to me. All right, I'll um, just leave it. I'll leave it run then, because why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I was sort of expecting to have a firmer idea, like of what Boz was going to think when she came out of this, like whether she was going to call it quits and grab Chuck and go somewhere, or like, uh, yeah, or she's going to try to like stick it out. And I don't, I don't, I still don't know. I'm still kind of fifty-fifty on it. Um, Scrapper certainly sort of given her some like hope that maybe things will work out, but he's also kind of like put an additional seed of doubt about Michael. So like in some ways the situation's worse and in some ways she feels like she can handle it. So I don't know. It's definitely an interesting thing from a, uh, running a game perspective. Cause you know, as I've always said, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but part of me wants to remember back months ago, months and months ago, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, in one of the the first meetings with Morgana, Richard was like, "I'm gonna fucking kill that guy. I can't wait to find him." Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was I know that was one of his character goals was to find him. I can only imagine that he said something at one of the meetings with her. So, but knowing Richard, he probably won't remember. <laughs> well, I mean, people talk, right? People are like, oh, I'm going to yeah. kill that guy. Like, I hate him. And, like, it's sort of like a dog chasing a car. What are you going to do when you catch it kind of thing? Um, like, Boz, I think, like, Boz had a better sense of, like, I don't, like, I, I hate this guy and I, and I want revenge. But, like, if I'm going to be real with myself, I don't want to be, I don't want to murder him. Like, because, nor- like, normal people don't murder other people. <laughs> she's a normal person that's always sort of been my thing that this game is like we are normal people uh you know maybe we get to a point where we're like uh, like we've we've crossed the threshold and now we're killing people because like you just work your way into that over time it just kind of happens it happens like it happens because it has to and then over time has to becomes eh, whatever sort of deal and i always kind of wanted to play that out so that was sort of my that's that's why Buzz is reacting the way she is because I still kind of want to play that out even if like other players are sort of like you know we've been at this long enough let's just move past it I don't feel like Buzz is really like that was always kind of part of her arc was supposed to be like dealing with the fact that this is going to happen and it and when it does happen and it didn't happen the way I thought it would like um you were expecting I, to be the one to murder people yeah right exactly and I was expecting her to have to come to 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 grips with the fact that she's done it um and it was supposed to become okay with her like she's gonna have sort of like a set of rules and like over time those rules become our lax kind of thing but it just hasn't happened no instead you get cold-blooded murder by a friend yeah <laughs> which is like all right so now i have to like i have to like figure out how she would react and because she is so like she has such high expectations for herself um, and 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 she's so concerned about like the consequences of of killing people, especially since she's done it already. Um, the fact that Michael did it and didn't seem to like have any problems with it, and like almost seemed frustrated that anyone would, it was like, okay, what kind of person are you? Like, what kind of person are I mean, you? Let's be honest, that guy did ruin like five and a half lives, or contribute to. Um. He was, he was like, the, it was funny because the first, when we first met him, 
uh, Grift like sort of did that spiel about like I was just like doing work, you know. I was I'm just Shadowrunner. I wasn't I wasn't personal. I wasn't trying to make shit happens. And at the time, Boz was like, "Fuck you! Like, how dare you? Like, it matters to us," kind of thing. Um, but as time has kind, as she worked with him and she sort of had to think about it, like, how many lives are we screwing over when we do stuff? You know, like she's as culpable in the same kinds of crimes and, and that he was and and she I don't know like she's of mixed opinions now but she just I don't think she ever wanted to kill him even from the very beginning she didn't want to kill him because like that's just not how you resolve these situations just go murder people um, one of the things I always tell people when talking about Shadowrun as a thing is like are you okay ruining somebody's life every time you go on a run yeah because you're you're gonna. This is, yeah, exactly. Even if you don't kill him, like you're 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 causing a lot of problems for a lot of people every time you do. Every time like, you go out, security guard Steve was not looking to get shot up tonight, and then mm-hmm. you know, written up for a security breach for all of like the rest of it. And it's like, well, we got somebody to blame. Let's blame it on Steve. He's now. Yep. Fu- yeah, 100% fired. And I don't imagine people who get fired by Megacorps have great lives afterwards. Probably not. Um, so, yeah. so it's like, no matter what you're doing, you are ruining lives. Yeah. Where it's supposed to, like, in D&D or something, when you rescue the princess, you the entire world is a net positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kill some orcs, but you save the down of people who didn't want none. Yeah, but orcs are... But, like, in D&D, you are... There are races that are evil, and in D and D, evil and good are quantifiable yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, you can detect like, it with magic. It's definitely there. Not in fifth edition, but in previous editions, you totally could. Could have sworn they still had like a protection from evil thing spell. They, it's a protection from good and evil, and it goes by fey, undead, uh, uh, demon. Yeah. Like it goes by that rather than just slash evil things. Uh, okay, I guess that makes. I mean, that makes makes some sense. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, I I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying like the the way it's it's turning out. Like, if the game wasn't like sort of on the slate for for ending soon anyway, um, which I don't know if you want that part in the recording, but uh, by this would, point, it will have been brought out somewhere along the line. That's probably true. Because yeah. we're at, at this point, we're probably like four or five weeks from Howard being thrown into the back of Mary Sue's van and <laughs> driven off to God knows where. Yeah. So, like, if the game weren't ending, I'd be like, okay, this 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 all might be too much for us to sort of handle while also having a regular shot of running game. But since it's ending anyway, I'm kind of enjoying the way that like personalities and ideals and philosophies are kind of like coming to a head because things are getting more and more complicated for the group um, and for right. individually and it, it, it gives you more freedom like you don't have to worry about oh we got to continue to play after this because you know we're all sitting down to play a game it's what really will my character do and making that yeah real and then it's like I know that there will be consequences that we may or not like I already have the idea in my head that if for whatever reason everybody else is cool to stay together and Michael like fuck you guys I'm out or voted off the island or whatever uh, I'm going to set it up some time and me and him are going to run solo sessions where he goes hunts down these other assholes and murders them 
<laughs> and that'll be released back and forth with the rest of the group. Yeah. 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 That'll be fun. Yeah. And then I guess that's it. Cause like any, anytime you're playing a game at, at, a, at a table, like ultimately, like the goal is to play the game with a group of people and like whatever decisions you have to make to make that continue to happen, like you do. Sometimes that means having to find reasons for your character to act and behave certain ways, uh, that, doesn't necessarily immediately make sense, but you have to sort of shoehorn it in. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that I don't have to. Like, I can just, yeah, I can just be like, Boz just follow true. Boz wouldn't be done with this, so she's, so she's not going to do it. I was shocked when Chuck was like, yo, if you're going to leave, let me know. I was surprised too, and I, I, that's another thing I, that we're like, I, I'm guessing he said that because he knew the game was going to end soon anyway, and like, that was just like, okay. Maybe. I'll poke him about it. I'm curious. Like, I, I'm curious if he would have done the same thing if, like, we were planning on, like, continuing. Because, you know, I, I think it made a lot of sense. Chuck was, has been really quiet about all of this stuff, but I knew, like, I knew because he liked how right from the start, like, he was uncomfortable with us talking about fucking him over, even, let alone, yeah. let alone, like, killing the guy. And then all of a sudden, one of the, the team just murders him. Plus, Michael wasn't there, I don't think, when when Chuck came on I don't remember if I'm rem- I don't know if I'm remembering the timeline right but I think Michael was gone he might have been um I don't remember it could also because I may also sit down with him and Grift and do a thing where they went out to like the club during the the course of the couple of days of the run oh yeah, yeah. Uh, to get that perspective and to give them a little bit more uh information I think that would be cool that'd be fun yeah. for Grift and for for Chuck too. Yeah. If if Griff is gonna die, it'd be nice to get that sort of like last <laughs> this like personification, just like make him a real person a little bit more. Yeah, and maybe that's what we'll do. I gotta I gotta get some scheduling stuff and work on some stuff and get some other shit done. So many fucking who'd have thought running a podcast would be so much work. Who knew? But uh, let me go ahead and turn this off now. Goodbye. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The patreon link is going to be in the description and uh tell your friends you know that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth you know spread the word and you know as much as i hate to drone on about it there's those things about five star itunes reviews so but it is now time for the legal stuff the music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by michael Badamikis and for use with the without a net podcast the Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast any official capacity whatsoever music and sound effects are provided by sirenscape and i 
Or if they can't need to add anything else. So. Sound Guy Oz here. Once again, the excellent music you've heard today was Even Eva Daydream, produced by Bird Creek Royalty Free and found on the YouTube. Sound effects provided by freesound.org and by Sirenscape, all of which is covered under the Creative Commons license. Catch you next week.